This is Podco Media Networks. Welcome to Citizen CEO. On today's episode, I wanted to chat with you a bit about some of our lessons learned from 2019. I've often found that reflecting on the previous year and measuring progress towards our goals is a really good way to begin to understand where we're falling short, where we can garner some lessons learned, and how we can take those in moving forward. So today I invited my co-founder and chief operating officer, Biffrey Braxton, back to discuss our top four lessons learned for 2019. Welcome, Biffrey. Thanks. I'm happy to be back. Happy to have you. So when you think about 2019 and the progress that we've made, and we did actually make a lot of progress, what sticks out to you as something that didn't go as well as we hoped or some area that you want to improve in 2020? What's one of your lessons learned? So I think that my lessons learned really came more from the things that we learned and did well. I feel like one of the things that in business I really learned a lot from was that I have to let go and elevate and delegate. Um, I think that we both feel like real progress comes from our collective community. That's one of the reasons that we value it so much, right? Mm -hmm. So when we put our heads together, we can do so much more than we can individually, right? This was a lesson for me last year because I started to get in the habit of taking on more tasks than I really should have. And that was fine early in our business. You know, you and I had to do everything because there was nobody else to do anything. You know, we didn't have the resources to outsource or hire more people to take on all those tasks. So we just wound up working all the time, right? But as we continue to elevate ourselves, you know, from the tactical execution to more of a strategic guidance role. We've got to remember that there are often people who are either better equipped or just better suited to handle the tasks that need to be completed. I think you'd probably agree that our primary value is in the leadership and coaching and decision-making. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But by completing tasks just because it's easier than training someone else to do it, we become the bottleneck, right? Absolutely. Sometimes it feels good to do that, though. Sometimes it, it feels good just to be able to check something off the list, and it requires some discipline to not allow ourselves to do that. Yeah, and a lot of times it's just easier to do it because you know how to do it already because mm-hmm. you've been doing it for so long. But the value is not in doing it, right? Also, when we we take on tasks that aren't squarely within our expertise, we put the company at risk. There have been, I don't know how many times that we've actually talked to our legal counsel lately because we just want to make sure that we're doing the right thing that's not going to cause us to have to fix something else later in the future. You know, sometimes just I'm not about to go to law school. I figured you don't want to either, right? <laughs> not, not today. Right. It just makes more sense for us to reach out and say, okay, this is your, you know, your place of expertise. Tell me what I need to do here, right? 
both of those habits lead to a situation where we don't have enough time when we are just trying to do everything. We don't have the ability to put the effort into guiding the company towards achieving our goals, right? So the outcome of letting go is that we get to turn our vision into actionable strategy, right? We get to share that strategy with our team, like clearly, rather than say, oh, we've got too many things to do. I want to tell you about this, but I can't tell you right now. And then, you know, tomorrow never comes, right? I learned that also when we let people shine, they really rise to the occasion. And that was kind of a, I mean, I guess I expect it, but I I have to say I didn't really think about it beforehand that this is what will happen if I really give people an opportunity, like throw them in the water. They're going to swim most often, right? And if they don't, then maybe they're not ready for where we're going, right? And we need the people who are able to like, you know, pivot. Sometimes that means we have to let people go share their brilliance elsewhere. Either way, we get real clarity around whether we have the right people on the train and whether they're in the right seats. So there are a lot of benefits to that, you know, letting go elevating and delegating. So that was my my business lesson for last year. Nice. 2020, folks, elevate and delegate. We're going to do it. So last year, one of the goals that we set for ourselves was to position one of our joint ventures for acquisition by the end of the year. And how did that go? Hmm. Well, (laughs) we still have it. Yeah. I'd say it was a pretty massive failure for many reasons that we recognize now. But when I started going through the process of really thinking about this and why we didn't achieve that objective, I realized that we were likely to fail from the outset. Not only did we not create milestones to help us get to the goal incrementally, step by step, but we didn't create capacity for anyone on the team to work on those milestones or, or step-by-step goals. And when I recognized this, that it was at the heart of the issue, I found it really frustrating, to be frank, because capacity has been such an issue for us for so many years. We know that this is an issue, and we know that in order to get to the next stage of business, it's something that we have to actively manage, right? Mm -hmm. So I found it frustrating that this theme was kind of rearing its head again. So the big lesson for me in that was that the solution is really quite simple. You know, create step-by-step processes, create milestones to help you get to that goal incrementally, but most importantly, make sure that the folks that you need to take along with you, including yourself, have the capacity to do the work to get you there. I think that's really funny because like, you know, my lesson came from realizing that I was the bottleneck Mm -hmm. and your lesson came from realizing we didn't have capacity. It was because we, we were both way too busy and we knew something was wrong and we pulled completely different lessons that were both really valuable from that absolutely absolutely and so 
I took that, and when we were goal setting for this year, I was very intentional about ensuring that the team has the capacity required to deliver on those milestones, clearing any other tasks that are less of a priority, removing any potential impediments so that we can make incremental progress towards that goal. And so I'm sure that this year, taking those lessons learned moving forward that will come much closer to achieving that goal, likely achieving it, than we have previously. Oh, yeah, we're going to get it this time. So what else you got? Well, so the other thing that I realized last year that was a real lesson learned that I internalized was a much more personal kind of thing. And let me back up for a minute. I want to tell you a story. We have time for a quick story? Always have time for a story. All right. So I recently found one of my old to-do lists from 2009. Now, you know, I live by these to-do lists. I do them every day and I try to keep them short, but they wind up being pages and pages. And then I have to like pull out the little stuff, right? That I can accomplish that day. Well, one of my old lists that had a bunch of stuff on it, I guess it was from about like... October-ish of 2009. Now, you probably remember I was doing some research on this uh, cross-border remittance tool. I was trying to create a product, right? I I do remember that. I I don't know, however, why you've kept a to-do list from 11 years ago. (laughs) But please, go on. It was on the computer. I was doing a search, (laughs) and I found it. So... Think of the thing that I was doing that, you know, that thing I was trying to create as sort of like an international version of the Cash App or Venmo. Because like once you have an idea, somebody else is going to have it sooner or later if they haven't already. And then somebody's going to execute on it. Well, they've done something like that. Now, on this to do list that I was talking about, one of the line items was buy $100 in Bitcoin. Now. There was a check mark next to this line item on the to-do list, but there wasn't any other information. Like there was no like coin wallet or like a crypto key or something that I could use to actually check to see whether or not I actually bought this hundred dollars in Bitcoin. Now, consider this. It was in October of 2009. And I only found Bitcoin as a thing because I was doing something in a similar space. And Maybe I bought it. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I thought that the value for me at that time was going through the process of buying it and learning how it worked and whether or not it would work for a lot of the people that I was trying to serve. Right. Right. But either way, if I actually bought it and I had written down how to get back to it, I'd have access to about 13,000 Bitcoin which, you know, today would be $111 million, like $111,200,000 something. Is that all? Right. You know, that one decision could have changed my life. Just write it down, right? The lesson is you're always one decision away from a completely different life. So... This translates to a lot of different stuff, not just Bitcoin and writing down, you know, stuff on your to-do list. If someone chooses to do something illegal, their freedom and their ability to support their families and even their self-respect can all disappear, right? But if I were to choose to coach people instead of trying to do it all myself, like my other lesson, I get more time in the day. My stress decreases and, you know, the outcomes really become better, right? right? 
And if I choose to wait until a new technology comes out, I might miss the boat and find that I'm unprepared to take advantage of some opportunity that arises. And by the way, and you've heard this before, I'm sure, my definition of luck is being prepared for those opportunities when they present themselves. Because things happen all the time. You could take advantage of it if you're lucky enough to have prepared, right? Right, absolutely. So last year, I learned to use what I've got right now and to recognize that one decision can change my whole life trajectory and that we're you know, each uniquely qualified to bring all of our experiences to bear to create massive, and I'm not talking about incremental, but massive change. So, you know, make those decisions wisely because they impact the rest of your life, right? Wow, that's really powerful. Thank you for sharing that. I must admit, I'm a little pissed off that we don't have that $111 million and I'm probably going to spend the weekend scouring old <laughs> laptops and computers looking for that information. Yeah, I might have a laptop. If you don't find me next week, I'm going to be in Fiji somewhere on a beach because I did find the, the passcodes. <laughs> so one of the other things that I was actually reflecting on was also pretty personal, and it was about how uh, transformative of a year it was for me as a person. And I, I actually set out to try to do that at the beginning of the year, to try to achieve that. I knew that in order to continue to grow the company, I really needed to grow in some areas. And I do believe strongly that the growth of the business is directly tied to the growth of the entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And so what some of you out there may not know about me is that I'm actually pretty shy. Uh, I am a pretty introverted person by nature. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I really felt that I needed to push myself out of the habits that I created to get out into the community, to network, to make connections. In order for us to get to the next level of business, I, I needed to get out there. And that, for me, is particularly difficult. If I had my choice and I could do all my communication via text and email, <laughs> I would naturally choose that every time. So I, I challenged myself to not give in to those preferences and to really put myself out there. And a number of really great things happened as a result. I met so many amazing business women last year, many of whom I'm hoping to share with you all here on Citizen CEO. And those women really inspired and motivated me throughout the year. And many of them offered me their counsel and advice when we were experiencing challenges with applied development. And I really learned that those connections are invaluable in so many ways that I hadn't considered like maintaining my sanity, mm -hmm. really useful in that way, that, that way last year. And I also learned that I can actually enjoy these networking events from time to time. Um, once I got accustomed to it and I met a couple of people, it became easier and easier each time to stop making excuses and to keep my commitments and, and show up. You know what? I don't think anyone who meets you at that kind of a meeting at a conference or something would think that you were shy now. And this is all over really the past year of really putting yourself out there. It's been 
really amazing to see. Thank you. Thank you. And it, for anybody out there that is is similar in nature and is shy and, and introverted, it does get easier each time. And eventually it stops feeling like so much of a chore. So really the lesson for me and all of that is that I think in business, it often takes a village to level up, to get you to that next level. In order to do that requires putting yourself out there, showing vulnerability and making meaningful connections. I think we all know and agree that we go further together and that we're better together and our networks and communities can help us to achieve the goals that we have. So with that said, I think that's a wrap for today. Thanks, Biffrey, for joining me and sharing your your truths about 2019. Hopefully it helps some folks out there to avoid some of the pitfalls that we've encountered. I sure hope so. And I'm happy to have had this discussion. Great. Well, next week we have an exciting guest, Miss Vicki Vasquez, President and CEO of Tribal Tech will be joining us to talk about her journey to entrepreneurship and her most recent acquisitions. Thank you for listening.